0: Welcome to the Panoramic Outdoors Podcast, connecting you to all things outdoors. Welcome to episode 106 of the Panoramic Outdoors podcast, and uh, today you have the pleasure of joining us on our annual Christmas special. So we have the three amigos here together tonight, which is doesn't happen that that often anymore. So it is almost like an extra special Christmas special. And uh, to start this out today, we're going to do an improvised version of the five burning questions. So follow along. We're going to head over to Sheldon and you're going to fire it up for us, buddy. Let's go. I'm asking the questions or I'm
1: answering? You're asking. Okay. The first question for me um, is for Tristan. Um, can you tell me what Santa's address is? I feel like that's a trick question. Uh, well, I don't know. You're like, you're one of the newest dads on the podcast. You should know the address of Santa so you can send in that letter.
2: Santa. Okay. So if here, let me just. Check my don't old.
1: Put your phone down. You can't
2: Google it. Is it this is a real thing? Okay, it's um, it's number one, ho ho way, North Pole.
1: Was it close? I I don't know. I'd have to Google it, but I know it's like North Pole, and then the postal codes, h o h o h o. Oh, so, yeah, so I knew most of it. in my
2: letter probably all the kids letters that are listening to this podcast probably would have made it out in the,
1: in the right direction. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, my second question for Tristan, what's your uh, favorite Christmas song? Jeez. Um, I'm
2: guessing the Die Hard soundtrack doesn't count. <laughs> no,
1: we're still trying to figure out if that's a Christmas movie.
2: Okay. Well, I'm, um, let me think here. I don't know if I have a favorite one. Favorite Christmas song. Let's just go with Jingle Bell Rock. Ooh. Wait, there's that. There's also that. Uh, baby, it's cold outside. But I know there's some controversy around that song as well. Yeah. If I, if yeah, if you get a good duet going, baby, it's cold outside. Nice.
1: In a completely consensual way. So, so do I? Do I carry on and ask Chase now? Or like Chase, how does this work?
0: I don't know. You guys told me you had figured out, so I'm just, I'm just <laughs> gonna follow suit. See, I was assuming next.
2: one in one questions. So here.
0: Oh, I
1: thought there was two for each guy.
2: Yeah, no, I meant one and one.
1: Well, I got two for each guy, so I wanted well, for a treat. You right. might as well load up. Okay, <laughs> I'll 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 do my two then, because I only got one for each. This is when people are pushing stop in their car right now. Like yeah. They on the players, like, this is brutal. Yeah. the different another podcast.
2: Skip 15, skip 15, skip 15. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jay- you, times two. Chase, what's... What's your favorite story to tell?
0: Ooh, that's skip 15, <laughs> skip 15. <Yeah. laughs> like, do you want to hear it? Or <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever asked me that, and that's a that's a good question. I don't know if I have a favorite story. Um, I like telling a lot of stories, and usually I'm... about two stories gets me through the night and puts everyone to <laughs> sleep. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. My favorite story? Jeez good ones. It's always got to be hunting story. It would have to be either like an elk encounter story or one of our moose hunts. I think those are those are good stories. Yeah, I can I can see you get into your rhythm on the
2: our our first elk kill. the, uh, the one that we had to chase up into the hills.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Not you, the most prestigious moment, but uh, still a a good story on that one.
2: Yeah, you set the scene well. Okay, Sheldon. Um, if you have to sleep naked with one man to prevent the loss of body heat and hypothermia, what man would that be?
1: Okay, well wait. <laughs> you asked you asked your brother Well, what's oh, your favorite? Story I, I don't to wanna st- think you him. asked me this elaborate story where I'm gonna have to do a lot of thinking about it. So it's a <laughs> I, naked guy that I could have to stay warm with, basically. Yeah, yeah,
2: you both felt your canoe capsized. Trust me, I thought about this recently. Your canoe is capsized in the Weir River and you have to <laughs> right. sleep Naked with someone to, to not die.
1: Right, right. Well, first of all, it's got to be someone, somebody that's smaller than me, just so I could like, you know, be the big spoon. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Does it have to be a famous person or no?
2: No, oh, it could be could be anyone.
1: So I could just say any name and no one would know. Really, who that's I'm talking true. About. That's
2: that's true. You could. Yeah, yeah. Although if people Google that name and someone weird comes up, then you you got to wear that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. I don't know. <laughs> swing for the stars man say like yeah i might as well like david hasselhoff or something oh you know who i would would cuddle with like like no like not being gay or anything but um michael b jackson i don't know michael b jordan i'm sorry had a few rums tonight but michael b jordan he's a he's a rocket
0: yeah how, yeah, about, what, how about uh how about rip from uh yellowstone
1: well we look like people wouldn't know who was who well so. that'd be perfect yeah be like who are yeah. these twins cuddling <laughs> or or biz nasty because you'd probably sit there and just like tell you funny stories he's all like hi telling you stories would be probably pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go with biz nasty yeah.
2: okay i got more content than that question than i'd hoped for and it's perfect
0: okay uh, chase do you have actual questions i do yeah yeah i got okay. two zingers here first question's for sheldon here so you're getting two back-to-back buddy Who is your favorite reindeer? This is a (laughs) two-part. Who's your favorite reindeer? And if you could go anywhere in the world to hunt one, where would you go? And just for technical purposes, this also blankets into, like, caribou hunting. Not just specific to, like, the Aleutian Island reindeer. That's the longest Uh, burner I've heard.
1: Yeah. like Oh, it's only a two-part question, but it's really seven. Um, But Vixen would be my favorite reindeer. Because I think Vixen is a cool name, and if I could go anywhere to hunt reindeer or caribou, Is yeah. that kind of like what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably have to cross the pond and go somewhere like to check out. I don't know. Like I don't know too many places up in uh, like the north there, but what, like what? I don't know. Someone say somewhere like Norway? Do they have reindeer up there? I don't know. I'd like to go over Yay. somewhere over there and like check out their culture and <laughs> stuff. like That you know what? Funny, really-
0: funny story actually maybe not a funny story but uh through all the cwd stuff i did a little research and there's a study about like a, a reindeer in norway so funny That's you brought that up story yeah
2: so you're trying to bring the cwd back sheldon is Ooh. what you're saying
1: oh no i just leave it there i just take a helicopter oh <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're, I'm venting my color right now. Yeah. yeah. Sensitive subject. Next next question. Uh, Tristan, what is one culinary thing that you haven't tried yet with wild game that you want to try? Ooh. I haven't done a
2: lot of cooking with call fat, and mainly because I'm terrible at harvesting it when it comes down to it, and I just want to get the, the cleaning process underway. So... Maybe being more prepared to harvest call fat and actually do something with it. And then maybe even trying to do something with like the, I don't know if you could do something with the intestines or if that would just be too messy. Like, do do people do that?
0: Yeah. I don't know if they do it with deer, but I hear people like the whole process. If, I mean, because the, the intestines that we use right now are hog intestines, right? Or sheep intestines. But the, the process of cleaning them out is is quite intensive. Like you got to like rinse them and then scrape them and like scrape yeah. all the mucus off, rinse, and then flip them inside out again and repeat that process a bunch of times. So it takes quite a bit of time. Okay. I don't want to do that. Um, what I want to do then
2: is maybe make pemmican.
0: Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be yeah. cool yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So we'll try that. All right, was that all our burners or shelling no, out? No, no, I
0: got, I got two more
1: for Chase now.
0: Okay, so Chase, can you name all nine reindeer? Um, I can, and there's actually twelve reindeer. <laughs> Where Is he
2: go- he's googling right now, I think. Yeah,
0: get off your computer, man. <laughs> okay, I think I can. I'll cheap, do it. I'll like, do it without with. I'll name. I'll do the best I can without uh, any virtual assistance here.
1: And I want to hear all, all twelve
0: right. now. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen, and Rudolph. Okay, so what about the other three? What did I get there? Nine. No, that was 13 at least.
1: (laughs) No, that was nine. So you you owe three more if there's 12 reindeer. I didn't count. There's only nine reindeer. You got all nine, so congratulations.
0: Is there only nine? Yeah,
1: because it's two, four, six, eight, and then Rudolph. Oh, you're... you're it's very if there's thirteen, nine. that'd be a long. Like, no, like, it's nine. Santa, yep, Santa would be twice as fast. Um, and my second question is, what's your favorite Christmas movie?
0: My second favorite Christmas movie?
1: No, my second question. <laughs> my second question Sorry. is, what's your favorite Christmas movie?
0: Okay, easy answer. Uh, it is uh, the old school Rudolph movie. The one like when they like clay. Yeah. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, I used to watch that one uh, when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, that's that's my number one.
2: Eldon, you weren't joking about the eggnog, eh? You're just slamming back a. a oh like yeah, a, I'm half-whistled right now. A thick rum and eggnog, eh?
1: Oh yeah, that's my third one. Your stomach's gonna hate you in the morning. <laughs> like... Well, it's big enough, so.
0: <laughs> Do you go with the light eggnog or the the full power? No,
1: full full power. Yeah, <laughs> heavy <laughs> horse heavy horsepower. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm good for like one or two, rum and eggnogs, and then I'm tapped. No pretty rich yeah i don't i
1: don't mind them they're uh, they're pretty good
0: how about yeah how about we tap that one on to the the old questions here what's your what's your favorite holiday beverage
1: i'd probably go with uh rum and eggnog for sure um but i also like um dabbling into the wine i think uh like red wine sitting around with some family or whatever before or after supper during supper or whenever and just having a nice glass of wine is just what are you laughing at me for
0: <laughs> Uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> during the summer and spring too that's all right <laughs> oh, yeah, oh man good um, good <laughs> Tristan what's your favorite uh holiday drink
2: I was just gonna say bourbon but uh if I'm being it might not be my favorite but uh the one I tend to like introduce into the rotation is like a martini oh yeah and it it just does bad things to me after like the the third one so yeah those one. are those are pretty dangerous yeah i normally like leave it at that and then Justin,
1: did you see that bob mckenzie has a new martini out or it no, a mar- it's, Margar- margarita. Margarita. it's a margarita Never mind. bobby bobby margarita
0: yeah i want to try one of those yeah yeah he knows what he's doing i think i think so
2: chase what are you slamming this holiday season
0: um i don't know i think like something i do enjoy is like a, a like spiked apple hot apple cider kind of thing Kinda of nice. Yeah, it's a good one. A little different.
2: I was having trouble finding apple cider anywhere hmm. in the stores. So you'll have to let me know your secrets.
1: Yeah, you we get apple cider from Tim Hortons. I never know. Nope. It's it's good.
0: There you go. So Maybe I'll good. just
2: do that instead of just buying a full pack that I'll only drink two out of and then yeah. Yeah. be angry at life.
0: That'll save you. So uh throughout the episode here, let's let's uh let's have a little reflection of 2021 fellas sure what uh we're going to talk a little bit about episodes and uh but but overall you know i kind of I'm, I'm interested not only on like the the panoramic front but like as outdoorsmen here you know we do a lot of preaching about the outdoors world we bring a lot of entertainment factor hopefully we bring a lot a lot of like mind people together with us but uh I, I'm kind of interested in just hearing your overall reflection on on your outdoor experience in 2021. Satisfied? Not satisfied? What would you do different? What did you really enjoy about it?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe ref- do a little reflection first. But like when we put together Panoramic uh, back in 2018, I didn't really know if we'd ever get to the third year. And at the third year, like for this past year, <clears throat> we've done three episodes a month except for in November where we were all busy hunting and it was right in the middle of hunting season. We couldn't get our third episode out. So like out of this year, we're going to do 35 episodes, let's say. And uh, actually it'd be 36 because in December we'll have an extra one Christmas special. You're welcome. Um, But yeah, like, and then you start looking back on some of the guests and like, we've had everything from, you know, like a guy like um, Dave Salmoni or whatever, like the, the wild cat guy, to adam schultz who is a writer who spends a lot of time in the outdoors right to like almost professional hunter type people like cody robbins and jim shockey so i think there's a lot of good names in our catalog especially this last year but it's just i think that um it was just a total pleasure and i just i think i'm super lucky to not only be able to work with you guys but to get some of these people on here who i would never ever thought that i'd be able to have a conversation with um And like the big thing, like you get a guy like Willie Mitchell on and I don't know, Tristan, if you're on that one, but Chase was on that one, I think, with me. And like there was a time in in that episode where I was like almost in tears listening to his story about getting a concussion and how he had to like go to the cabin and go to like go out to his cabin on the, you know, in the middle of nowhere just to get some quiet time, alone time. And that's what he thinks helped him. He said he did like all that stuff with the doctors, all that stuff with uh, all these specialists and he said the thing that helped was him just going back to nature and like when he was telling that story i was getting emotional and then it's just like and almost when you get finished um, recording some of these episodes you're just like man like we're we're super lucky to be able to just do a podcast and get some of these guests on
0: yeah for sure the the cool thing about it in my mind too is like we get to experience those conversations live firsthand like like you're saying, that that Willie Mitchell one is really, really deep. You can tell he's a really genuine guy, and for him, f- for me to be sitting on the other end of the mic here, and for him to be telling that story, uh, it it hits on another level for sure. But the other thing that I do love about it is that we can share it with so many other people, which is amazing. Yeah. Tristan, how okay. about you? Are we are we talking
2: about outdoor kind of? perspectives or are we talking about perspectives on the
0: podcast let's where... do so uh yeah sheldon kind of skipped over my outdoor perspective part and took his own agenda <laughs> on the podcast front so let's do the uh let's do the podcast front sure sounds What'd good do. um yeah i i definitely
2: echo what sheldon's saying there like there's, there's a catalog to to, to be, be proud of and i i can't imagine who would have been on the podcast leading into this. So that's, that's exciting to think of Um, if we'd want to like hone in on a few. um, I I always seem to come back to the Paul McCartney episode for myself. And that's just because I think Paul's got some super interesting things to say about conservation and ethics. And I think it's like, those are one of the conversations I think that we need to be having more as outdoor folks is like, those critical reflective conversations about what our community is and what it means to be a part of that community. And so for us to be a part of that discussion and be, I don't want to say pushing the envelope, but like kind of digging deep into an issue, we'll say. I think that was that was a special moment for me. But if I'm looking at like one that's really cool is the, I got to say it's the 100th episode. Like, I, I think I texted you guys after I, I listened to the final version of it. And uh, to, to, like, we had some big names on there, you know, uh, Cody Robbins, April Volke, um, both just so, so gracious with their time. But to, to hear Sheldon Reed and Jim Shockey, I mean, I got chills um, when that happened. So to, to think that we're a part of that kind of conversation, even in some small way, I think is just really exciting for me.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's pretty awesome, man. And I I, I reflect and I, I'll reciprocate a lot of that as well. And I think, uh, man, I, I don't know how to narrow it down too much. I think if I were to add one into my, my list that I really enjoy, I'd I love having conversations with Doug Dern, man. He's such a genuine person. And it's it's like his, his character never changes. No matter, like, he is the exact same guy as you see him on TV and as he's on the mic and like we had conversations with that guy I, i've said this before for like an hour after we, we we're done podcasting with him and we we're still shooting the shit with him and he's just he's really into what he's doing and and uh spreading the word and i like he's a doer like he says so i i think that's on, on another note that's you know we need more people like that that are great talkers that are putting in the work that are spreading the word he's just on a different level almost you know what i mean yeah, yeah. That that definitely was a good one, and to to have guests with that kind of
2: depth and passion is I think I think that's what drives the show in a lot of ways. Um, not to to let our secret out to the world, but we just I think we just love talking to people who are passionate about what they're doing. I know in the past we kind of hinted at there's maybe some folks that we have talked to that are a little hard to draw information out of, and uh, that can be a harder conversation. But a lot of these folks who are engaged and passionate and Dedicating their life to to this kind of work, uh, I mean the, the the conversations just seem to just keep flowing. So that's, I think that's indicative of just how passionate these people are. Yeah.
0: The the other thing that I really enjoy about about what we're doing, and uh, especially over this past year, because we've had some folks on that that you know you you get to see them a lot in the media on TV or on their social feeds and stuff like that but uh but we really get to open up and and dive down to almost like more of a personal level with them on on this long form media and as much as like i've i've enjoyed them on the other forms of media or you know you kind of you kind of create a bit of opinion about them you know who they are and what they do and and then but once once we have that conversation on this podcast it's almost like you gain this just depth of knowledge about them and, and it just makes you want to connect with them even more. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool experience. Just, just that, that fact. Yeah. I, I, I the
1: thing that's crazy, I think, and I really enjoy a lot of the episodes, but I really enjoy getting those, you know, like retired athletes or ex athletes and stuff on. Like we have Matt Hendricks on, like, like, like we already talked about Willie Mitchell we had on and in the past we had Jordan Tutu on all hockey players, but it's kind of crazy because when you sit down and watch TSN or watch Sportsnet, if these guys have an interview, it's always hockey related. It's like, oh yeah, we like we tried hard, and you know it's a hard two points to lose, and blah 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 blah. Throw the towel over their shoulder and walk back to the dressing room. So when you can like sit back and talk to them about stuff that they're passionate about a- along with hockey, like we know they're passionate about hockey. We know that was their job and that was their career. But like some people didn't know, like Matt Hendricks spent a lot of time on the ice with Buff or, you know what I mean? Like went out fishing with some of the other, some of these other hockey players. That's what I really enjoyed about it, you know? And the same thing with, uh, you know, you get guys like that, Adam Schultz, who's, you know, he's an author, right? And but there's a lot of things that you don't know about him. We know that he writes books, but then you start talking to him and he starts talking about some of these expeditions he's been on and some of the, you know, the things he's done out in the wild all by himself solo. And it's just, it brings... It opens up doors to people, I think, and and their background and who they are. So I think that's super interesting.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a real kind of great angle at the you know the the complementary side of the, their personalities for sure. And Chase, I I remember we were doing some of this reflecting on the the hundredth episode as well too in the intro. Mm-hmm. But like one that I forgot to mention, and I I want to draw attention to now because I I feel like it's almost the flip side to what Sheldon's describing is. Um. Remember when we sat down with Greg for our episode on El Cantin with him? Yeah, yeah. That that one always comes back to me for some reason, and I I think there's a few reasons. Not only did Greg put out like just this fantastic spread of like smoked salmon and all kinds of fancy food for us when we showed up, like uh, like we were royalty almost. <laughs> um, but it was fantastic, but it was just this real honest conversation about a guy who's been hunting elk for as long as he had and how he just kept going at it cuz he loves it you know what i mean there it was just like this real conversation it wasn't it wasn't uh us doing the the standard q and a about like like how would you prevent you know a uh, a disease from spreading maybe i shouldn't be using that as an example right now but <laughs> But like how how do you shoot the biggest buck and how do you yeah you know how many times did you get them on your camera um you know it was kind of so i mean to to
0: capture that other side of the of the experience i think was really important for me too yeah totally i, I agree and I, I like having those conversations as well because especially with social media and stuff these days you know you you, you get a you see stuff on there and you don't really always get the full story of whatever's happening you know what i mean and and there's guys out there doing doing amazing stuff and, and putting in the effort and it's it's cool to hear those stories and it's cool to connect i mean we're pretty much in the same boat as greg right now on the, on the oh, elk yeah. hunting front and oh yeah and uh man he's got some stories we got to connect with him yet um sometime soon because it sounds like he's got some good stories from this year's elk camp yeah new rig New rig and everything, right? So cool. Yeah. Um, w-
2: w- what would you guys like to see for 2022? Like, I know we, Sheldon kind of mani- manifested his uh, Jim Shrocky dream here. So um, I think we, we, he's, Jim just finally caved and said, yes, he'd come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so
1: 3,200 emails later. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, so who should we, who should we get for 2022 big buff maybe? Or like, what do you guys think
1: here? Man, I got a long laundry list of people that I'm like currently trying to get, trying to find like the connections. And it actually gets pretty fun to be honest with you. When you start talking to some of these, uh, some of these people that are in the industry and you're like, you know, you, you know them a little bit. So you kind of like hint at it a bit and then you're like putting t- together like the spider web. It's like that meme of that guy on that whiteboard with all like that. Tax with all the strings going everywhere
2: that's charlie from always yeah. Sunny. yeah 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 exactly
1: that's what i'm like in the podcast fucking dressing room here putting everything together but yeah like um getting buff on would be super cool i know there's like, quite a few jets that i'd love to have on like connor and um hellebuck and even uh morrissey i heard does quite a bit of fishing and stuff like that so a few jets would be cool to, to fulfill this year and then um rounding out the The outdoor world like getting somebody like um Giannis on or somebody from the meteor crew um and getting Jay on again he's been doing a lot of cool things this year and then not only that but getting some uh some local people on again like it seems like we we always have a good mix of people and um finding the right people in Manitoba Saskatchewan Alberta all over Canada that you know you might you may not know but they always have an interesting story one that always comes to mind I can't remember the name now um But we had a woman on from Saskatchewan that told her uh, Buck story. And I just thought it was a great episode. Like it was just a good story. Um, You know, She might not have been like the biggest name in the industry or anything like that. But it was a great story. And I think we had a lot of really positive feedback behind it. Cassandra. Pardon me? Cassandra. Oh, yeah. Cassandra. Yeah, that's right. So like stuff like that. I love love those episodes too. So there's a lot of people I'd love to have on
0: yeah I think there's a lot of great people in the outdoor industry and I think uh, I would like to personally focus or get a couple more episodes on the, uh, the like non-for-profit conservation side of things a little bit more maybe see what they're doing down in the states a little bit with uh, some organizations like Pheasants Forever or um, something like that or even get some more folks to talk about uh, some, some uh, elk stuff from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation or some sheep hunting stuff or something like that. That's that's where I'm going. I just got to point out that... Do, do you guys... Chase, I know you probably did. Did
2: you listen to Elk Talk? Is it Elk Talk Radio or... what? what what's it called there? The Corey Jacobson uh, podcast.
0: Yeah, I think it's Elk Talk with him and Randy Newberg.
2: Yeah. Did you listen to their first episode?
0: I didn't, no. So... I think they're just hot off the reels of
2: developing that um, that one film called. Remember, you and I played it on loop all summer. There, uh, there, uh One elk hunting one there. Corey Jacobson's elk hunting video. The linguist, the linguist. That's it. Oh
0: right, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So, and I think they're starting to develop something to push some of their 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 media. And they come out with this podcast. <laughs> Episode one, I think that like the second thing they say into the podcast is. And just like classic like nonchalant way it's hey we're just a couple guys that you know get together at the table here and we we don't know much about elk hunting and you know I, I don't know why anyone would be listening to this podcast really if you're coming here for elk hunting because we don't know much at all and I'm like okay <laughs> yeah you, you guys know exactly how much you know about elk hunting maybe yeah. not exactly but they they know you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah so just kind of funny to think that there's a there's a few different approaches going
0: on out there. Yeah, where we say shit like that and it's actually real. Yeah, yeah,
2: that, <laughs> yeah. We've got we legitimately have no idea. Yeah. Someone help us. We will take any advice that you have on this situation and we will try it. Yeah. So, including old Jimbo telling us, to "Cough in a hole."
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and don't. Anyone that's listening, don't get um, confused with Jim Shockey. We previously talked about him, but random gym guy at elk hunting.
0: <laughs> and Tristan, what's your, uh, what are you thinking for 2022? What's on the hit list? What do you, Ooh, what do you have for goals? Any, any goals going after?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. You know what? I'm, I'm hoping that we can key in on it. I, I don't know what guess we would target, but I'm, I'm interested in subjects, if that makes sense to you guys. Like I'm, I'm always interested in like pushing conversations around ethics and hunting because I think we as hunters and outdoors folks, fishermen, fisher ladies, talk very clearly about what we think ethics are. But as you can see with the, the CWD stuff, everyone's got a different definition of what ethics means in that context, right? So if if we don't actually talk about it, if we don't actually try to get clear language on what needs to happen, or what we think should happen, I think it leaves a lot of room for misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. So, I think the more voice and kind of perspective we can bring to that—not saying picking one perspective or the other—but the more we can kind of uh, dig in and dig into that and tap into that, I think it, it's just going to lead to very interesting conversations. Because what worries me is if we all sit back and put our feet up and say, hunting's in a good spot, fishing's in a good spot, we don't
0: need to to worry about it, Um, that that's when we get into trouble. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think it's almost like a constantly moving target, right? Constantly evolving. Yeah, exactly. So,
2: which is why I'm excited, like our last episode there with Jennings, you know, just that's fresh content to me. That's fresh ideas. The guy's moving the needle. So, yeah. why not hop on stuff like that? So,
0: that's me, man. That's me. Right on. And do we want to circle back around to talking a little bit of outdoor review of 2021? Adventure wise, hunting wise, fishing wise? I had some lessons learned. I don't know about you guys, but. Hey, well, maybe I can add this into your
1: when you get going here about your lessons learned, but maybe you can just enlighten me with out of those lessons learned, is there anything on your wish list that could help? with your endeavors from this past year. <laughs> Sheldon, I, I feel like you're trying to reroute this podcast. Yeah, you just want to take over the podcast, Sheldon? Well, like, <laughs> it's a Christmas special. I want to talk about Santa, man.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Chase, can you edit in some bells too? I think this is really important that we... Yeah, oh, great. yeah.
1: Sheldon, Sheldon's shaking the
2: eggnog. Perfect, buddy. Um, You know, there, there are Sheldon, and besides cheer and joy, if we're looking at hard, tangible things um well maybe I'll, I'll i'll start on the softer side and listen to the uh the whitetail roundup and chase describe his experience with my dad in the field um might not be something i wish for but that's something that i'm incredibly grateful um even though i wasn't part of it i was at work um you could hear my coworkers heard me scream at work that i was so excited that my when Chase sent that picture of this, this big buck down that my dad got and he looked like he was just in the mix, like a, like a dirty rag. So that, I think that just sparked so much for our family that, so that that's one reflection I'm going to carry with me. Well, and while Chase had the, 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 kind of like harvest side of it, I got the, the in-camp experience with dad. And you know, that is, uh, there were some challenges there for sure, but it uh it's something i'll i'll i think i'll always remember and hold dear because i i didn't know if i if i'd ever get a camp experience so it was uh it was pretty cool to take the citizen canvas out and pop it up and spend the night in the woods with my old man so that's uh that's something i'll take with me but if we're looking at like things that i think i need in my life to make my hunting experience just slightly less painful um Man, when we were up in deer camp, Chase, and I had to go sit in that tree stand for hours on end when it was snowing and blizzarding, I was conniving every which way to think about, like, how do I get a enclosed, fully enclosed tree stand in a tree? I just want to be in the tree because I need that vantage, but I want to be warm mm-hmm. or at least not freezing because whatever I was wearing was not cutting it at that moment. So... Some that might be a homemade project. Um coincidentally I probably need a new bib so that it would be on the list. And uh it's it's interesting how some of your wish lists as you age might switch to more pragmatic items. We need quad parts.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think we got an ECM that's fried in our old six by six, and that thing is not moving
0: until it gets a new ECM, so um yeah, we uh we need one of those. That thing also has a laundry list of parts that it needs beyond the ECM too. So it's uh ECM is key. Let's Get it rolling, but uh yeah, yeah, we need a we need a little honey pot that we can pull out of to fix that baby up. Mm-hmm. What would and there's,
1: there's got to be a listener out there that's like a magician in the shop that would just like. Hey, man, come over. We got a case of beer over at Chase's Garage. Come and uh, help us out here. And You'd probably be able to find all those little things that you wouldn't think of and uh, fix them up for you.
2: There would be multiple cases of beer in, in it for someone if they were able to figure out the... Because that to me is like wizardry. Like I look at the amount of wires leading into that unit. And for a 2005 or two, I think it's 2005 unit, like there are so many wires headed to that ECM then I'm like we don't have we don't even have that many switches or gadgets on this thing it's got a winch and a couple light bulbs what is happening here so I don't I don't know clearly it's above above me so that's why um, it's been put on the back burner too Sheldon how about you buddy yeah What, what's Santa gonna sneak down the chimney for you
1: yeah like uh, I think I was very fortunate this year in getting a getting a few things like, uh, like I've talked about throughout the year, like the crossbow, uh, I got a new pair of insulated bibs, um, a blind, like I got a bunch of stuff this year to, to help me a little bit, I guess, in the, in the deer hunting world. Um, but like a quick reflection on kind of like what Tristan was saying, like on just like on my deer hunting side of things, like I was gone for like over half of my deer hunting, which almost like makes me think like, you know, that I know it's kind of like, uh, might sound kind of cheesy but you never know what's like it's kind of going to happen so when you get into that deer hunting season i'm almost thinking now like i had a few opportunities earlier in the year i could have filled my tag and i would be in the same spot i am today with a, with a freezer full of meat instead of spending you know like three or four weeks out in the bush but it's always one of those 50 50 things i guess but like yeah like getting back to what i would want is i think i need to get a pair of shooting sticks next um to help me out with my old gun and um yeah the, 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 i think that's what i'd put in my wish list for sure and um yeah that's probably
0: about it you're lucky man not bad at all not bad at all. i, I
1: could sit here and name a whole bunch of other stuff but i think that would be just kind of the top of the list right now i just realized that i need
2: waders too for after that moose trip that we had and i got soaked almost every day that i need a, a decent pair of like fishing waders that are not like the neoprene
0: duck style yeah. waiters, yeah definitely did we turkey hunt this year you did i did we did I mean, where was i i don't know what you, you were doing
2: you were you didn't get up and you went fishing on the banks of the cinnaboyne river
1: no i didn't even i wasn't even out there this year was i
2: no we just went out for a day trip
1: oh that's right too
2: that's right too
0: yeah right Okay. Yeah, I did a couple. I did a uh, one or two solo trips, and then uh, and then yeah, and then uh, Tristan and I got out. So if it's my turn to share now, um, I'm going to reflect on a couple couple items here, and I, I'm going to say that turkey hunt was was one of the things, especially with Tristan this spring. And uh, if you guys are listening, you haven't watched that on YouTube yet, check it out. We filmed it all, but it was pretty special because we we've been out getting after turkeys for a couple years now and uh as a big accomplishment i feel like and it it was it was like the the perfect day for turkey hunting i feel like when i think about turkey hunting that's the kind of days that i imagine just nice kind of cool morning sun just cresting over the hills and turkeys just came in like magic so that was a great day that's one memory i'll never forget and uh obviously the, the, the big fall memory was getting that deer with dad. That was, that was super special. He hadn't gotten a deer for, for a long time. Um, so that was pretty awesome to be there for that. And, uh, the other cool thing that happened this fall was like my kids were super into hunting and and getting out. And, uh, and the, the best part was like when I went hunting the Sheldon's and my oldest son had to call me and he was like pretty much in tears because he wanted to come out hunting and he wasn't hunting with me and uh that that kind of gave me a, a proud dad moment <laughs> but uh the cool thing was as soon as I got home from Sheldon's we all snuck out for an evening hunt to uh, to my tree spot so and and they were all jacked up ready to go so super cool I don't know if I don't know if you noticed, but every time you did that, then like I
2: was sitting too, I would try and Facetime you guys because I was just so excited at the thought of the boys being in the blind with you.
0: Yeah. Oh man, they were always having a blast. Even if like the couple times they were sick and they were still coming out and they just wanted to be there, it was pretty cool. They're always having fun. Like half the season too, we had the blind set up right on a half mile uh, windrow, and like my two year old would pretty much walk the entire way out there. Yeah, you know, and my other kid, he's he's four, and he's walks the entire way, and uh, all the way out in the dark by themselves, they'd be walking to the truck. So, it's yeah, pretty awesome, pretty awesome experience. Um, on the wish list though, whoo, I got a couple things. I got a couple things. I think the thing that's going to what I want, kind of next is, <clears throat> I got two things, two big things. One is like a, a good winter sleeping bag and like uh they have some like those army surplus ones that are supposed to be good to like minus 40 or minus 50 kind of thing they're they're more of a system they come with a bivy and stuff so i'd like to kind of get into that a little bit and then uh a new kind of fly fishing setup and that includes some some fishing waders but like i need a new fly rod because my reel got destroyed this summer fighting those cats on a on a five six weight reel so (laughs) upgrade that baby and uh and just learn that river a little more i think it's really what i want be cool that makes sense yeah
2: i i warned you too you're like oh it's fun it's fun to fight them on this completely undersized piece of rod but yeah that's 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 all we had though too right so
0: yeah it was 10 weight it was fun yeah i think i'd go eight weight i think i'd go eight weight yeah (laughs) you do do what you wanted to do
2: oh man speaking of reflections on the year any hard lessons aside from like make sure you have the proper weight and fly rod any like uh any learnings you're taking into 2020 with yourself i got a couple
1: but i don't know what you guys what did you say taking into 2020
2: yeah 2022 sorry
1: like you're like two years off bro
2: yeah it's it's all the same at this point
1: Sheldon, That's a good question. Do you want That's to go? A really good question. Yeah, like I, I don't really have anything teed up, okay, but I I'll, can, uh... I'll, I'll, start then if you guys want me to start. Sure. Then.
2: Yeah. So the first thing I'm thinking, like, well, Chase had asked earlier, like, what are some things that went well? Like, I, we got out camping as a family more than I thought we would, which was really cool. Um, however, that meant that I kind of pushed off some of my fall responsibilities, and once fall hit, it was like just a madhouse between taking care of all the the regular responsibilities and me having this anxiety that I'm not going to get into the field enough. So I would just hunt every waking minute where I didn't have to be at home. And that just led to absolute madness because (laughs) not only was stuff not getting done at home, but I was not being particularly efficient at my hunting. And I was starting to feel the pressure build up. Like oh man, this is the fourth day I've been out hunting and I'm not bringing home something. Oh man, this is the 10th day I've been out hunting and I'm not kind of achieving my my goal that I set out for here. What's going to happen? How many more days am I going to get? I'm kind of running through time here. So I think I kind of set myself up for failure at the, at the outset here and didn't really like come into it with the right mindset with kind of like, hey, you've got a limited amount of time. Just try to make the most of it. I kinda like try to pack everything into the fall and expected it all to happen
0: and it just didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely felt the pressure from uh at the beginning of fall too. I, I had some some I guess you could almost call it FOMO because I was I was I was really worried going in that I was gonna be way too busy to actually enjoy being out in the woods. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it wasn't and so life. much. I was worried. I wasn't so much worried about harvesting something, but I was, I was really concerned that life was going to be so busy that that I wouldn't have the time just to like take a breath out there and and uh, and enjoy it. But fortunately, I got out quite a bit, and we did a couple big trips, which was good, and uh, got out to Sheldon's again this year, which is always cool, and uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the fall. I didn't get any waterfowl hunting in, though, which was very peculiar and uh, understandable, though, with, like, the move and everything. But, uh, yeah, hopefully next year that'll change. Hopefully it'll be in a better spot to do that. But uh, lessons learned, lessons learned. Oh, man. Jeez.
2: The other big one I had, Chase, I'm not sure if you'd agree with me on this, but if if you're planning a big trip, then is not the time to cheap out on good gear. So I'm thinking specifically about our moose trip and there's, there's some things we could have done without maybe, but there's also some things that would have made the trip just infinitely more easier and more reliable. And when you're traveling that far to, to have the trip hinge on, you know, one or two pieces of equipment Mm -hmm. and those pieces of equipment are questionable. Um, uh, it begs the question of: Is it really worth it? And just cough up the extra resources to get it done. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think again one of my reflections that I I'm gonna I think I s- said this earlier on a on a podcast this year already, not too long ago. And uh, again, it comes down to preparation for for fall essentially. And the one thing that always comes back to my mind nowadays, especially like. I missed another deer this year with my rifle, which is almost embarrassing to say. And uh, I, I need to do more like just shooting in general with with a gun because back in the day we used to do a lot. We used to head to the pits and shoot. We used to head to the range and shoot. And we used to just, whatever it was, when we owned 80 acres, we'd just shoot out the front door and the 22 and rip rounds kind of thing, right? So we did a lot of shooting back in the day. I feel like AMO was, a better ammo mm-hmm. was cheap and we didn't have to pay for diapers. Yeah. And it was more accessible too. Um, but I think I, I, I got to find a way just to get, get more reps in. even that, even if it's just a little bit of dry fire and uh, just getting out with the 22 more to get the, get that muscle memory up and just not only muscle, right. But just get the, the sequence down, you know, and just, get it in my mind not to rush a shot and just wait for the right moment so that's my big lesson
2: shelly are you still
1: perfect over there what's your scoop buddy i'm pretty much perfect yeah there's a few things that i'd like to change up and like i say i think i say it all the time is like um aside from hunting is like get into fishing a little bit more um it just seems like i don't have um kind of like an after work spot if that makes sense like where you can just like after work just like yeah just jump in the pickup and go fishing i mean the Cinnaboyne's right here too and i did a bit more fishing on the Cinnaboyne this summer than i have in the past and i did enjoy it but the water was super low too like there's a, I guess i can sit back and make all the excuses i want but one thing i do want to do is, is do more fishing and um get into the fishing world a little bit more um but when it like comes to the hunting side of things there's a there's a couple things that i'd like to change up when like when it comes to deer hunting is is changing a little bit of strategy when it comes to trail cams like it seems like for the last four or five years we put the trail cams in the exact same spots checking the exact same trails and it's it's like okay well we already know what's happening there like we got to figure out more strategy on putting up cameras and maybe in in uh, different types like time of the season maybe moving them around i don't know but i think i I think just doing more research on the land that we're hunting on and, and figuring out different spots you can put these trail cams and the and i guess the other thing too is um when we're when we are doing like that type of scouting like with trail cam scouting just leaving them longer like putting less pressure in that bush or in that field or whatever like especially in those summer months i find like i always say to myself oh i'm gonna leave those for like two months and then like every weekend i'm back like every other weekend i'm back checking cameras so it's uh yeah just those little things i guess i would i would would change but on a reflection of the full year though like i think it was an awesome year i was busy with a lot of other things too with um, not only panoramic but with my other career so i my time out hunting and fishing was a little bit shorter than i'd like but uh, i think that's
0: the story for everyone that that has a busy life It's good man life is certainly getting busy that's for sure now we've we've kind of reflected we've gone over christmas stuff and we are on the cusp of 2022 we got a couple of big things coming up in 2022. Obviously, our ice fishing event on January 15th. If you haven't heard about that, we're hitting the ice, we're getting a big crew out there. We're going to have uh same thing as the last time we did it, pretty much, some good eats, some some prizes and uh some cool kind of people coming to join us out there. But beyond that guys, what are you looking forward to in 2022? Anything different coming down the pipe for you guys? Um, are you planning on hunting a little different, or are you planning on going after anything different, traveling, fishing-wise? What are you thinking? I'm hoping we actually catch some fish out of the ice shack this year because we've spent
2: some dad spent some time sprucing it up. We've got the runners all done up now, and uh, we didn't have a ton of luck last season because for whatever reason Lockport was slow. Um, so if we can shift it around or whatever, so we can actually get a few bites in, um, can't wait to take my son out to the shack and get him on some fish and see what he does. Um, I'm trying to think here on an, another hope. Oh yeah. Just, I know we kind of had the thought chase that we could do some predator hunting out by where we archery hunt. Cause I always thought it was that it was just no rifles whatsoever, but you were saying, no, it's, it's archery for deer but you can you can shoot a center fire there just as long as you you're not
0: shooting at a deer. Is that correct? Don't quote me on that. Okay. I I don't know the exact regulations because uh, I think it comes down to a municipality regulation. And um I have to look into that, but I do know there are definitely people shooting rifles around there when we're sitting in archery season. So, yeah. If if we can help control some of the coyote
2: population out that way, I think that would be some time well invested because there there does seem to be a few out that way.
0: Yeah, big time. What about for fall? Any any big plans? Anything Whoa, high hopes? F- fall? I don't know. The three of us are gonna have to talk
2: and see if we're gonna do like elk or. Mo- I would love to do a, another like trip with you guys or figure something out, but. Um, again, it's all that time and who can coordinate what and those kind of things. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, it would Definitely. be, it, it would be fun though. I, I missed our elk camp this year. I missed, uh, just kind of bullshitting around that, uh, that stone cabin. So yeah, it'd be, it, it'd be good to get back to something like that again. Uh, although I think about, the the Thompson camp with Sheldon there too, that was another just wild experience. So I don't know. Anything, anything. Maybe I just have to come out for one of those archery nights one night in Nipawas or something like that, and just get so sideways that we don't mm-hmm. actually hunt the next day, and then I get stressed that we're not hunting enough, and then yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole world comes down around me.
1: <laughs> Shelton, what about you, man? Um, for ne- for next year, just in the future in general, I think um, putting hunting aside, I I because I, I never really know, like I can't really make a good plan, like. I'd love to do like another camp, elk camp. I really, I think I really want to go back into that uh, Asheron area and go archery elk hunting again. I had such a blast just like the shit I learned just from following Chase around in the bush and to preparing myself to like go there. um, I learned a lot. So I'd really like to do that again. Did you learn how to get long legs? Uh, No, just double steps. (laughs) Double steps for every one of Chase's steps. But the one thing that I do want to do more this winter, for instance, um is i want to do a lot more winter camping i've been watching like youtube videos i i kind of really enjoy the bushcraft type of type of stuff and although i don't think i'll go that hardcore i really would want to you know get that that canvas tent set up you know get a fire rocking cook some food have a few drinks go to bed wake up and then go ice fishing for the day and then go back to that tent and just kind of rough like in a way rough it like in some people out there probably like yeah that's not roughing it like take Mm -hmm. a pot and a pan and rough it you know but yeah, yeah yeah, a little bit of luxury and and good food and good drinks and and have fun with it like uh, i always say like and i know i think i got this line from tristan but like 90 percent of my holidays are usually hunting or fishing or camping trips so i like to enjoy it right so good food and good eat and or, good food and good drinks is always always a plus when you go camping and stuff but yeah definitely more winter
0: camping yeah totally good i'd line. love to do more winter camping as well man i uh I don't know something about about uh, just being out there in the middle of winter and, and and surviving kind of thing, right? It's it's always neat, always a fire rolling, and uh, you don't have to worry about burning the woods down like we like we do in most of the other camps that we're we're out doing. Um, uh, I, I'm looking forward to hitting the ice here pretty soon and getting the boys back out on the ice, and I'm I'm hoping they're they're just as pumped as they were last year to get out there. I might even try and find somewhere this weekend Here to get him out Uh, And then on the hunting front It's going to be toss up On what to do for a camp this year Either moose camp or elk camp Maybe both, I don't know, we'll see I really want to get into (laughs) some screaming bulls again But uh, hearing that moose grunting And raking brush up there this year Certainly had the the old ticker Rocking pretty good So I don't know, we'll see what happens I'll likely toss in for a draw either way Hey,
2: Sheldon, can I ask you a question about your Christmas list? Yeah, you bet. Do you have five cow elk calls on, on your Christmas list? Uh, I don't know where you're going with this, but no, I don't. I feel like you should because that's something you lost in the bush last time we were oh, up yeah, on that.
1: that's right. Yeah, I did lose quite a few elk calls. We've
0: got to get you set up on like a dummy string system or...
2: They're both they're, they're through both sleeves. He's got. I'll just have calls.
0: everything tied to it, like my mitts, yeah. my moose
1: calls, or moose calls, elk calls. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I don't know if I told you guys, but that was my dad in the in the field this year. So he he always brings this fuck call with him, and he's got two lanyards for it. And I'm like, every time he pulls it out, he's got to untangle it. And I'm like, why does he even have that second lanyard? And you know why he had that second lanyard? Because the year before. He went to go grunt at a, a deer that he thought he heard. I was right next to him when this all happened, and he goes, grunt. <laughs> he brought that duck call, calling. Yeah, oh, <laughs> he was, man. he's now quacking at a at a deer <laughs> that he thought he heard in the bush. So, uh, yeah, just be careful what kind of call. Make sure you're bringing the right call in the field. Is all I gotta say.
1: <laughs> hey man, this year I had my old man, who went all the way out to his tree stand, and never took a shell with him. So I think everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> I
2: made that mistake. I was, I was three quarters of the way around my hike that I said I was gonna go on with Chase, and then I texted him. I'm like, "There's no round in my gun."
0: He's like, "Oh man, you're lucky you didn't see anything." I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that would have been that would have been dire." Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't happen that day too. That you didn't see something because the day was kind of going that way. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we got stuck that day.
2: We got stuck pretty good, I think.
0: Yeah, did some shoveling. Blew a couple opportunities early in the day. and uh, But rounded out to be a pretty good day after that. Totally. Well, fellas. Yeah, that think... was a good
1: episode. It was a good year. Um, this Christmas episode always makes me uh, makes me happy because it's like a year, year end. We've got another one in the books. We usually have a few drinks, have some fun. And uh, I just want to say like uh, – play a little bit of tummy sticks instead of a round table play tummy sticks like we do now like we did with josh but uh thanks to both you guys you guys have been doing an awesome job and it's been a pleasure to uh to do the podcast with you guys
0: right back at you man uh minus the tummy sticks but uh really enjoyed 2021 man it's it's been a blast and it 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 doesn't really hit me too much till you sit down and think about it and then and uh yeah, I feel like we accomplished a lot this year, and thanks to you guys, thanks to all the listeners out there, and everyone that supports us, whether you're purchasing gear, sharing an episode, or just interacting with us on social media, we really appreciate it. We enjoy all the stories. We, yeah, we enjoy it all. So keep it up on your end, and uh, you guys on our end. Thank you very much.
2: That's deep, guys. Like I'm, I don't know how to match that. That's uh, that's a tough one, but. I, I'm just super excited like we, we we're hitting some pretty big milestones here. We've we got like we talked about, we got Shocky on the podcast finally. We're doing some sick content for Leatherman. Like I feel like the the podcast and the, the platform is really starting to, to shake things up a bit. So it's just really encouraging to see where we're at kind of in our our journey here and the I think the possibilities are wide open right now. So
0: yeah
2: can't wait to see what the next three years of Panoramic brings.
0: Full throttle into 2022, baby. Here we go. <laughs> He's turned to a rapper all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> Start freestyling. Okay. Well, that's it for a Christmas episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining us. We hope you have a great holiday season, whether, I mean, it is Christmas or whatever um, you are celebrating or maybe not celebrating this year. Um, we hope you have a great new year too we'll see you in 2022 keep that leatherman sharp lines tight and tristan keep those uh eggnogs chilled
2: and preferably with something in them right on